The issues that matter most, right here. The Drew Mariani Show. On Relevant Radio. All right, we are here in Bridgeport, Connecticut, which has become America's poster child for election fraud. In fact, this ballot box right here, about two months ago, it was used to inject hundreds of illegal ballots into a local race. And the only reason we know that is because that camera right there in the fire station caught everything. And you had a city worker within the government who was brave enough to become a whistleblower and leak the footage to the public. It's the Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Hey, good afternoon and welcome. It is great to be with you today. You're going to love what we're about to kick off. You know, a lot of people have been talking about how frustrated they are with the upcoming election and wondering whether or not, well, the previous election somehow was rigged. So we're going to dive into a topic that stirs a lot of debate. It's raised a lot of concern in recent times. I'm talking voter fraud, and it's an issue that strikes really to the very heart of our democracy a democracy that's built on uh, the principles of free and fair elections. And uh, a lot of people wonder, they say, hey, how did Joe Biden beat President Trump in that past election? You know, he never left his basement when they had rallies. Uh, you know, 200 people would come out to the Biden campaign and honk their horns. And meanwhile, people would have long lines at night. There would be flotillas and parades, thousands waiting to uh, approach the Trump campaign and his rallies. And yet Joe Biden received more votes than Barack Obama. I mean, he just had a, a record win. I, you know, a lot of people raised the question, is it possible that somehow, some way, there was manipulation there? I'm going to have two guests in studio with me in a moment here. Um, they have a very unique perspective on it. You're more than welcome to join us here, too. You can dial in 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Maggie played you a little bit of audio there, and I want to dive into that. I'm going to play some audio for you first. Last week, when all the eyes were on the New Hampshire primary, there was another primary in New England that took place, and it did not get a whole lot of, uh, whole, whole lot of attention. The city of Bridgeport, Connecticut, had a do-over Democratic primary for the mayor's seat because the first one that took place in September was marred by, well, ballot box stuffing. So the mayor's challenger had been ahead in, in the counting on Election Day, but when the absentee ballots were counted, the mayor well, he won by 215 votes. So the challenger sued because the vice chairman of the Bridgeport Democrat Committee, a supporter of the mayor, was filmed stuffing a ballot box outside of City Hall. Listen to this. This will give you some insight into what went down. The footage from that very security camera was so shocking that after a Connecticut judge reviewed it, he decided to completely toss the results of the election because the evidence of fraud was just so overwhelming. The video footage shows people stuffing dozens upon dozens upon dozens of ballots into the box over the course of multiple days to the point that the judge, he ultimately said that there was no true way of knowing who the winner of the race was, and he therefore threw out the results and called for a new election to be held, something that's never been done before. Now, the election in question here was the city of Bridgeport, Connecticut's Democrat primary for mayor, which was officially held on September 12th of last year, of 2023. And in Bridgeport, the Democrat primary is essentially the election because Bridgeport is a Democrat stronghold, meaning that whoever wins the Democrat primary essentially just becomes the next mayor. And this particular primary election, it had several different candidates, but the two major ones were the incumbent, Mayor Joe Gannam, who was endorsed by the local Democrat party, and then you had the main challenger, Mr. John Gomes. And like many elections across the whole country nowadays, this particular race, it included thousands of absentee ballots, which wound up being the deciding factor for the incumbent mayor to pull out a victory. However, 
Mr. John Gomes, he had a feeling that something was amiss, that something was fishy. A feeling that was actually confirmed when an anonymous whistleblower from within the city government sent him a copy of the surveillance footage showing people stuffing ballots into the ballot box. Yeah, so there we've got the video evidence of that. A judge overturned the results of that redo election and, the, or, and did a, another election, I should say, and the incumbent mayor, of course, won. Uh, voter fraud is a lot more common than people think. I know this is a sensitive issue. People are going to get mad. I have no evidence as to whether or not the Biden election was rigged or not. I, I'm just raising questions here. You're going to speak to somebody whose election um, clearly had some disparity in it. And she's going to be in studio with me in a second here. Her name is Kathy Salvi. Uh, Fred Lucas at the Daily Signal. He's documented cases in Massachusetts, in Texas, in New Jersey, in Iowa, in New York. It happens with both Republican and Democrats. And most of the fraud occurs with absentee mail-in ballots and, and sidewalk drop boxes. So opponents of the law, you know, the tight restrictions on voting claim that, it, look, this makes it hard for minorities, for the poor to vote. So when you require an ID, and I want to talk about IDs and how important they are. When you, when you require an ID, when you, you know, when you vote, um, it's no more difficult, in my opinion, than boarding an airplane. I mean, I can't fly from one state to another if I don't have an ID. They left me right out of the uh, right out of the airport. And yet you want non-citizens and people who can't identify who they are to come into a state and vote. I mean, just objectively, it's it doesn't make any sense. Kathy Salvi knows a little bit about this. In, in 2022, she ran and won the Republican primary here in the state of Illinois to be uh, the candidate for the Senate seat. That was and is still occupied right now by Tammy Duckworth. Uh, that was an uphill battle. And Illinois is a very blue state. It's deep, deep blue, especially in uh, the most populous regions. And uh, Kathy had to work on name recognition. The official results show that Duckworth took 57% of the vote. Uh, Salvi took 42%. And those were the official results. But were they the real results? And again, I know you're getting mad. I'm throwing this out to you. We're going to explore uh, the voting integrity today. Kathy's here along with her husband, Al. Al's familiar with broadcasting. He had a radio show, spending a lot of time behind the mic on WKRS. It was the Al Salvi show. He's also an attorney. He served as a member of the Illinois House of Representatives. and was a Republican nominee for the U.S. Senate and the Illinois Secretary of State. Uh, good to have you both in studio with me today, guys. Thank you so much. Drew, big here. fan. Al and I are so happy to be here at the Relevant Radio Studios in lovely Lincolnshire. And uh, hello to your listening audience. You know, I, I don't know if I should just give the bottom line right now uh, <laughs> while we get to know each other. But I think your listening audience really trusts you. And yeah. I want to throw this out right now for those of you who aren't behind the wheel of a car. Okay, don't try this when you want. Uh, but here's two websites I'd love you to uh, focus into. One is whoscounting.us. That's W-H-O-S, counting, C-O-U-N-T-I-N-G, dot U-S. And also www.verityvote, that's V-E-R-I-T-Y-V-O-T-E, dot U-S. Both of these uh, resources will just set you on the right path when, insofar as how, what action items uh, you can take part of as an individual voting citizen who wants honest elections. And by the way, doesn't everybody want an honest election? I was blessed, my husband and I and our six children and as many family members and friends who would get on board travel 102 counties of the state of Illinois. And I have to tell you, I am so encouraged. People are good. 
people, whether they vote or don't vote, and I encourage everybody in your listening audience, get registered and vote and do your homework. But I met so many good people. And don't be discouraged by the fact that in my race, I learned, I won the day of vote 53 to 47%. Well, hooray. In the old days, I would be the U.S. Senator from the state of Illinois. <laughs> but uh, believe it or not, I got slaughtered in the <laughs> mail-in and early vote in that 40-day period, uh, 75% approximately to 22%. So we will continue in our country have qualified superior candidates, and they just won't get so, elected unless we could make a difference. Kevin, let me ask you about that, though. Um, why do you believe that there? Why do you believe you 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 won if mail-in ballots came in and when the votes were all tallied in the end, they said you didn't. Tammy Duckworth won. Well, this is just too much to cover in an hour. <laughs> but uh, you know, my husband and I and our family, you know, what's life? What we got seventy-five, eighty-five, ninety-five, yeah. hundred-five. Some of your listeners maybe yeah. on this earth, and and shouldn't we really make it? difference in our lives and dedicate sure. ourselves. And we need people who are informed and good public servants. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we've been blessed, my husband, Alan, and, and, and me. And and I made an investment in Illinois and I'll dag it. I'm going to work as hard as I can. Right now, I'll give a plug for the Bank the Vote initiative in the state of Illinois. And for those of you who still have your pens out, go to bankyourvote.givesmart.com because we're having a big uh, benefit next uh, February 9th at the Weston in Rosemont. Believe me, it's sold out already and we have a wait list close to 100, but you could all take part in, in going online to the bankyourvote.givesmart.com. But we are pledging ourselves to to uh, getting in that early 40-day period so that we could get the ballots out there and in, in, in House districts and Illinois Senate districts, turn the tide here in Illinois. So, so Kathy... Um Tell me your story. Just give us, a, if you could, we'll take a few calls. We'll get sure. Al into the conversation, too. Al, you know the world of politics. You worked at Dick Durbin, didn't you, for a while? I, uh, no, I ran uh, I, I ran against Durbin. Ran against I'm the Durbin. reason he's in there. I yeah. apologize for that. Yeah, thanks but, for that. Uh, that was, <laughs> it was 1994. Uh, I was nominated, and I think Kathy and I are the only husband and wife uh, team to yeah. independently get nominated by a major party. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty Pretty cool. cool, but I will. I want to say one thing, Drew. I don't think Kathy yeah. and I are saying that she legitimately won. We can't prove yeah. that, but we right. have hundreds of stories, uh, and we've been involved in this Illinois politics for a long time. And Illinois has not been that clean ever. No, not at all. Uh, so uh, now the nation is sort of seeing what we had. Well, we had dinner together right. last month or something, and and at dinner I was surprised because. You, you know, I, we brought, the issue of voter fraud came up and just the elections, and we had a basic conversation. You told me your story, Kathy, because I really didn't know it prior to that point in time. And um, I asked you, is this a microcosm? What happened to you with your election? Because you had the ability, because of some indiscrepancies, right, to be able to tunnel in then and find out what happened. And that's what you really should explain to everyone. Okay. And if it happened in that county in which those votes seem right. to uh, not be accurate, is it possible that this is reflective of a much larger problem nationwide? I remember sure. Dr. Paul Kengor, who's a regular on my my program here, he went to bed in the state of Pennsylvania. When he went to bed, I think in the last election, Trump was winning uh, overwhelmingly 500, 600,000 votes. Uh, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, the two ends of the states, were very, very, you know, they're blue. Uh, he woke up. Biden became president, and he couldn't imagine a half a million plus votes coming in in that small window of time. So maybe you guys can expand 
on what has happened and and is there some way that votes get stuffed or switched? Or- well, absolutely. And if I may, uh, sure, oh, go and, for it. And I I just want to point this out. You know, there during uh, Kathy's campaign for United States Senate in 2022, um, we were asked this question often, and especially on the issue of whether it's even possible to uh, manipulate votes uh, electronically. Uh, for example, we, this is, this is just a fact. Nobody can deny it. Uh, one small county in the, uh, the metropolitan uh, area, northwestern area of uh, Illinois, one, um, one county, somebody supposedly put in, pushed the wrong button. Mm-hmm. And that county reported one million votes extra for Tammy Duckworth. This county doesn't. I think it was 20,000 people or so, one million votes. And so if you look at, if you ever seen Mike Lindell, and I'm I'm not saying Mike Lindell's right or wrong, I'm just pointing this out. If you ever see his little graphs where, you know, you see the blue line and the red line and the blue line pops up. So one, Kathy's race is the only example of this, but uh, I'm going to make my point in a second. One million votes comes in shortly after seven o'clock when the, the polls closed. And now they had already called the race for um, Pritzker over Bailey in Illinois. Pritzker's running, he's the, he's the governor. Uh, Darren Bailey was his Republican opponent. Yeah. They had already immediately called the Bailey K, K and they really wanted to destroy uh, Darren Bailey. They immediately, right out of the box, said uh, Pritzker wins, Bailey loses. But the problem for them was Kathy was looking pretty good at that point in the beginning. And then all of a sudden a million votes comes in. Then they call the race for Tammy Duckworth. And then those million votes are are taken off because it was obviously a mistake. This this county doesn't even have close to a million votes. Uh, just 1%, less than 1% of that. So how did a million, it turned out somebody accidentally pushed the wrong button. That's what they said. Yeah. So my point is this. They say that's impossible. Um, well, it happened. It might have been a mistake, uh, but it happened. It, a million votes came from a, a, a county in northwestern yeah. Illinois, yeah. and then they said, oh, that was a mistake. Well, if it could happen by pushing the wrong button, then it could happen intentionally, too. Alan, January 19th of, of this year, no, last year, 2023, there was, a, um, uh, there was a professor and an election expert by the name of uh, Jay Halderman Hacks, and he showed how the Dominion, Dominion voting machine— could be hacked. Right. And he went in before this judge, and I, I don't know how he did it. I forget how with the case pen. With a pen. Yeah. Yes, with a pen. Right so there. You know the story, right? And, and he was he was called to testify, and I don't think the judge knew that was coming. No. Because he just did it right there in front of the jury. And the I think the judge was shocked. I don't think that was the intent of the uh uh, you know, of the court, and he proved it right there and then. So it, it raises a lot of questions. And again, I mean, I, I just want to be on the side of truth. I agree. I, I want our, our our democratic process to work. I, I want citizens to be able to vote and know their vote counts. It's not being manipulated. Um, and we'll see. How do you feel about the upcoming election? Do you feel that we are going to get a fair uh, election? Do you have concerns? We're going to try. Well, you know, it, it's, you know, my experience I, I'm here playing. I love Illinois. I'm, yeah. I'm, my husband and I married 36 years yeah. now. We have six great kids, our ninth grandbaby on the world. All and right. I'm invested in this state. And the people of Illinois are the salt of the earth. Yeah. So I have a lot of hope. But we do need to clean up our election. And Carol Davis, actually, is one of my uh, favorite ladies. She runs uh, IEIP.org, the Illinois Election yeah. Integrity Project. And I hear that she might even— She is. Good. Carol, good to have you with us. Good afternoon. 
Well, thank you so much. And this is such a crucial topic. So thank you for covering it. Thank you. And, and you know, Drew just said, are you hopeful for this next election? And I think I gotta, I've got a point to tell, tell what, what your group has unearthed uh, and, and how the Bank the Vote effort here in Illinois is going to make a difference. Well, we, uh, we work with a national network that was begun by Cleta Mitchell, one of the top election attorneys in the nation. And there's about 30 states with state coalitions in this network. And we've all been working very hard on this. So we've been busy uh, doing a great process to validate and verify voter rolls. We've also been working with Judicial Watch here in Illinois, and that's having some great impact on our voter rolls because, as you say, the vote by mail is crucial. So what we're asking people to do is, yes, let's get in this game of early voting, but let's do it in a secure way. Get your vote by mail ballot. And then if you uh, don't feel comfortable putting it in a secure drop box, then you can take it with you the first day of early voting. But let's get your name claimed and your vote secured early so no one can vote in your name down the line. That's right. Yeah, I, I, that, that's that's the key. Uh, um, Carol, uh, one thing that happened in my race, as, as you're well aware, is my name was left off the ballot in Schuyler County. Mm-hmm. And that allowed us to um, bring a lawsuit against the Schuyler County clerk. And what we learned in that was there was a single address on the first day of early voting that collected over 300 ballots. My husband, I remember this conversation he had with the the uh, elected clerk from the other party. You know, none of those ballots that you collected and, and that were voted, voted for Kathy Selvey. She said, how do you know? And he said, well, my wife's name wasn't on the ballot, of course. <laughs> so what we learned there is, you know, out of that single address, which it turned out to be a home for... Um, uh, the sexually violent. Who had who were <sighs> incarcerated, who weren't yet good, good enough to go into... Every the, one of them voted. Yes, but what is interesting is only seven people out of that single address in Schuyler County voted in the primary. But there was probably an earnest... Uh, a union worker on his off hours who collected over 350 ballots. And you could believe mm-hmm. that none of them were voted for, um, well, certainly not for me because my name wasn't on the ballot. So uh, it, it turns out after my election loss, the lawsuit was dismissed because uh, it would have only maybe made the difference of about 5,000 votes. And of course, I lost by a larger margin than that. But what it showed us is that... One this is one little county. It's an but, interesting county for them to have chosen too, because it's a eighty percent Republican county, but it had a Democrat clerk, yeah. and the Democrat mm-hmm. clerk was the the daughter of a very popular senator. Because the South, uh, I should say, uh, downstate was a Democrat for many many years, because that's just the history of the of uh, south of I eighty. But this had become an overwhelmingly Republican county, but it had a Democrat clerk because of her. her so if it happened name. in that county, right, yeah. it's very plausible. It could have right. happened. So, in that and I believe, I believe that Carol could talk to this issue, which is key, which people don't realize. I, I, I agree that it's more, it's sexier, uh, Drew, to talk about uh, the Dominion voting system. And I don't know if you saw 2000 Mules by Dinesh D'Souza, things like that. Those yeah, are really right, obvious, right. hardcore corruption. But- Something that Illinois has perfected that I think it exported when Barack Obama went to Washington, D.C., is this idea of 
getting the group homes. And I think, Carol, you're one of the experts on this. Uh, you know, whether they're senior citizens or whether they're groups like this group in Schuyler County, Vulnerable that's one people. thing One thing Correct. that those who want to corrupt the system, that's the first step that they make is they go to the, the group homes. Am I right, Carol? Correct. And so we have a vulnerable voter program because those group homes, those nursing homes, those are areas where we have seniors or uh, disabled people who cannot advocate for themselves. You've got to remember the workers in their home, they actually hold the people's meals, medications over their head. You know, if you don't give us that ballot, maybe you won't get dinner tonight. We've heard stories of this actually happening. So we need to all be adopting in our own local area. It's all about local watchdogs, folks. Adopt a nursing home, adopt a group home, build a friendly, friendly, friendly relationship mm-hmm. with the staff and administrators so that you can be monitoring, okay, how many uh, vote-by-mail ballots are coming in and out of here? Hmm, they've got 70 beds and we've got 150 mm-hmm. ballot requests? That's not right. So, and we, our network can teach you and train you for free how to do all of this. So right. please tap into the network. You're not. So, what is the alone. website again, Carol? Because I have to take a real quick pause here. Um, yes, the national website is Cleta Mitchell's Who's Counting? Yeah. And that's the W H O S counting.us. W-H-O-S, counting.us. I'll tell you what, our conversation will continue. When we come back, we'll take a few of your calls, too. Feel free to sound off. I know we're talking a lot about Illinois, but this is potentially a, a national issue, and you might have seen it in, in your own home state. How are things being manipulated? What's the best way to safeguard it? Uh, how will this affect the generals, which are, what, 10 months away now, right? You can join us, 888-914-9149. If you're on hold, I'll get you on the air as well. 888 888- 914-9149, taking a look at voter integrity, election fraud, and, and so much more. We're back right after this. Insight and analysis right here. It's the Drew Mariani Show. Relevant Radio. Florida is now one of the first states with a police force solely to investigate election crimes. The force will investigate reports of fraud, which, while the bill also increases criminal and financial penalties for violations. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Yeah, hey, it's great to be with you today. We will take your calls, if you're just joining me, taking a look at election integrity. The generals are going to be honest in a heartbeat, and uh, we're just taking a look at uh, voter fraud. If there is such a thing out there, how is it manipulated? It's not a new phenomenon, right? Throughout history, we've seen these sporadic cases where individuals attempted to manipulate the voting process for their own gain. And, you know, you've got double voting, you've got mail-in voting, there's concerns about that, there's been ballot harvesting, there's dead people voting, right? Voter rolls that need to be cleaned up, there's non-citizens that vote. In fact, there's a movement now across the country to have non-citizens vote. (laughs) Imagine me going to Korea or China or even to Italy and saying, hey, I want to vote in your election, right? Uh, Voter ID laws get a lot of reaction. Signature verification. There's a lot to talk about here. Drop boxes, right? Uh, If you want to join us, the number is 888-914-9149. I'm joined in studio today by two friends and uh, by people who understand the insides of uh, 
the political machine. Uh, Al Salvi joins me today as an attorney, served as a member of the Illinois House of Representatives, and was also a Republican nominee for the U.S. Senate and Illinois Secretary of State and Calvi, uh, Kathy Salvi. Uh, his wife, she won and ran, uh, she, she ran and won the, for the Republican primary here in Illinois. There was something very weird that happened in her race with Tammy Duckworth, and I thought, come on in. Let's talk about it and give us your sense. Uh, also, their friend Carol Davis has stopped by. Check out this website, Who's Counting? Dot us if you want to learn more about voter integrity we'll jump into the phones but before we do okay uh kathy and al let me and and, and carol too i think you're still with me here uh let's talk election integrity for a moment i was reading a little bit about judicial watch and i understand that their estimates are that there are eight hundred thousand inactive voters who should be removed from uh, from from some of these roles in in illinois uh illinois Got what eight point one million registered voters? Am I correct in that? So that'd be about ten percent of them. That's that's ridiculous. Well, what's the yes, story with voter rolls? Let's talk about that. How many people are still registered that don't vote in those counties, or somebody else is representing them? Well, I'll tell you the story behind this. It happened with NVRA in 1993 called Motor Voter when Bill Clinton was in office. And that basically was an effort to pack the voter rolls. But we have another factor that came in called ERIC, the Electronic Registration Information Center. And 31 states at one point were members of ERIC. They sign a contract. They pay ERIC to supposedly uh, cross-match voters so that you don't have duplicate voters in other states. What Eric has actually turned out to be is uh, founded by left-wing partisans who use it to basically pack states' voter rolls. Now, the federal law says that at a certain point, inactive uh, voters must come off the rolls. Mm. In fact, that was reinforced by a court, a Supreme Court case in 2018. However, states are not cleaning the rolls. And so that gives, um, you know, unscrupulous people a bank, quote unquote, a bank account from which to with, make withdrawals when they need a bunch of extra vote by mail ballots. Because remember, you can request a vote by mail ballot by mail or online. Signature matching is the only thread that many states have to verify a voter, and that's a joke. And when you request that vote by mail ballot, you can say, well, I'm, I'm Sam Smith. I live at 123 Main Street, but I'm vacationing in, you know, uh, Florida right now. So send it here or I'm vacationing in my mom's basement. Send it there. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the situation we have. Vote by mail, bloated rolls, a deadly combination for election integrity and freedom. That's right. All right, uh, let's grab a few calls. We'll jump right into the phones. Uh, we'll go to Renee. She's in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Renee, hi. You're on with Kathy and Al Salvi. Carol Davis is with us hi. as well. Hi, Renee. This is a, hi, this is a great, wonderful um, conversation. I um, have worked in Wisconsin for 25 years on elections. I helped get the voter ID bill done. I was asked by the legislature and the Senate to help with that. The other thing we did was... Congratulations. Yes, we yeah. got home homeschoolers were left off of being able to be poll workers. <laughs> so we got that as part of our poll worker network. I want to tell everybody in the country, you even though we don't always do that as Catholics, homeschoolers are a huge resource 
for poll workers because they're able to come all day and a lot of time mom will come with them or possibly dad or another sibling. They're legally allowed to do this from 16, 17, and 18 as long as their parents have given them permission and, and the dad is usually the principal, says yes, they have a good grade point. They can also do it in high school and our Catholic schools um, if the principal agrees and they have a 3.0. If they don't, they'll, they'll help them with a project to get them in there. That's a huge resource and most of those guys, you know, kids are going to be on our side. So I just wanted to say that, and then I just wanted to say, as far as the voter rolls go, what happens here in Wisconsin? Eric did take 240,000 off of Wisconsin's rolls. The Democrats sued for it, put him back on, and we think our governor would have won and our state Supreme Court would have won if that hadn't happened. But the reason why they stay is because Democrats and Republicans both buy those voter rolls for very expensive, expensive amounts. So the more voters they have on them, the more money the clerks make. There's a financial aspect to that. But I just want to tell people, do not think that nursing homes do not matter like you talked. We have to get a hold of the, um, the people that have their families in the nursing homes because this stuff goes on so sneakily. And like you said, they hold things over people. Families need to be there during the election, and we need to have people from yeah. both parties, especially the Republican Party, be there as watchers and the ones that are there. It's called well, being part of – there is an actual official name for that. Renee, um, first of all, thank you for, for calling. I'm surprised the, the uh, Supreme Court uh, in Wisconsin, that, that was such a close election and hung in the balance. Um, I, I can't believe the voter rolls could have swayed uh, – it had such a profound impact in the state of Wisconsin as that. But I'm grateful for your call, for your insights. Kathy, do you want to respond or Al? I, I want to move along. We'll take a few more calls, too. Her sure. insights were uh, on point. I, thank you, Renee. Uh, I, I like to get to bottom lines a lot. Get involved. Become a precinct committed person. Get trained to be an election judge. Become a poll watcher. You will not believe what you see. And I would recommend that to every person in the listing audience who wants honest elections. All right, let's do this. We've got uh, Tom at a Deer Park, Illinois. I don't think he agrees with what you have to say. Tom, good afternoon. Drew, Kathy, Al, thanks for taking my call. You got it. Hey, I'm 61 years old. I voted in Illinois my whole life. Never missed an election. Always draw a Republican ballot. And I worked as an election judge for about 10 years. And you guys are talking about election fraud and this and that. It's not occurring. And there's no evidence of it. Extremely rare circumstances. What you guys are doing is this MAGA bunk. It's not helpful. and It's not very Catholic. Well, I I, uh, appreciate that, Tom. Uh, All we're doing is telling you actual experiences that we had. Uh, We know for a fact uh, that one million, you look it up. One million votes came in from uh, the Quad Cities area in, in, in Illinois. One million votes. And they deny that they have the ability to do that. As Drew pointed out, that was proven that they, it was proven in a courtroom recently uh, in Georgia that that can happen and it does happen. And when we talk about these group homes, you know, where you get over 100% of the vote, you could say, well, there's, there's no fraud. But frankly, even before uh, modern times, in the 90s, in Chicago, I don't think there's a single person in Illinois who would say that the Chicago system and the Cook County voting system has been honest, not even going back as far as 30 years. I could absolutely, with 100% certainty, tell you that. I don't think anybody we in the country— in, I'm in- 
I'm in full agreement with you, Al. We, we, we can we could talk about how Mayor Daley, you know, won the election for Kennedy and what Johnson did down in Texas. I don't disagree with you on any of that. But what we're talking about now, sir, with all due respect, there's no evidence of this. Like I said, I'm a conservative, but you can tell I'm not MAGA because this is MAGA conspiracy theories. The 2,000 mules, all that stuff has been discredited. No, it has not. It has not. Yeah, yeah, it has. No, 2,000 mules has not. I mean, with all due respect, Tom, a lot of things might have been discredited or what, you know, people might say you haven't proven that, but 2,000 mules has not been discredited. Those are actual, that's actual film Actual geo-tracking, Dinesh D'Souza was 100% right. They say, quote, he was, has been debunked, but they don't, they haven't debunked anything, any of well, the I'll specific. I'll forward you. I'll find you on Send Twitter. Send it to me. Okay. Can I find I'll me on Twitter. Yeah. Now, I appreciate, Tom, your your perspective. And as to whether I'm a good Catholic or not, oh, dear Lord Jesus. It's not a matter of Catholic. Help, it's a I, matter of what we I, have actually experienced. I, I will tell you this. You know, pray for me, Tom, okay? Because I, I plan to be in heaven one day, and I only think good Catholics are there. I don't want to be a cat, bad Christian, period. I'd like Carol, to, to who's got uh, boots on the ground experience, and she's done the research on this. She's on the other line. I'd like her to answer the question with respect to voter manipulation of machinery, uh, the cleaning up the ballot, uh, the the ballot, the voter rolls, which is a real problem here, not only just in Illinois, but nationwide. Could you speak to that, Carol? Yes. Well, I can tell you, too, I've been an election judge for 18 years in Illinois. So you're talking to a fellow election judge. And uh, I can tell you from my own experience working the 2020 election that we had more voters come in to vote on election day than I have ever seen who were made to cast provisional ballots because our computer system through the clerk showed that someone had already voted in their name using a vote-by-mail ballot. Mm. I mean, a phenomenal number of people came in. We had more provisional ballots issued in that election than in any time of the previous many years that I worked as a judge. So something was wrong there. People were voting in other people's names in by mail so that when those actual voters came in on election day to try to vote, they were told a vote-by-mail ballot had been cast in their name. That shows you right there, there is a problem going on. And that's why we say, claim your name early, vote your vote early, so no one can vote in your name. Hey, Tom, I'm really grateful for your call. I am, and uh, I know you're an upright guy, and I appreciate that. Uh, Not everybody is, and that's part of the problem. I I think you're, you know, you want to do what's right, and really grateful for for your perspective. I mean, we all want the same thing. We want to protect our democracy. We want to make sure that this process of a fair and uh, equal vote uh, counts. And if there is manipulation, we should we should call it out. Right. I, and Tom, you make actually a good point, because frankly, uh, we've experienced that on the other end, too. K- uh, Kathy won her primary. And I could tell you she didn't stuff any ballots. She was with me the whole night. Um, her seven, I voted for you. I appreciate that. The, well, the, the seven opponents all claimed, uh, obviously falsely, that that they were denied uh, that there was fraud. Uh, Kathy won, you know, thirty-eight. Kathy won by thirty-eight thousand votes in the primary, and so we kind of we kind of feel for you because we felt the same way. How dare they say the election was fraudulent? They don't have any evidence, and so I, I'm with you on that. I mean, 
prove it to me. That's my theory. But that's why I was uh, really trying to make the point that we're not saying, and Kathy has never said that she really won the election. That's not what she's saying. What we're saying is we have these hundred plus uh, stories to tell. And they're real stories. The story about the million votes in the metro area. I mean, those were fake votes. Uh, Democrats have acknowledged it was a mistake. Uh, the fact that Kathy was not put on the ballot in Schuyler County and that there was a group home that all voted on the first thing in the morning on the first day that uh, early voting was allowed. And they didn't only seven of those 300 uh, people from the, the group home of criminals uh, actually voted in the in the primary, all of a sudden, all 300, 100% voting from a group home. And we have personal experiences, not only in Schuyler County and in the Quad Cities, but throughout the, throughout the state. And, and so what we're testifying to is are just facts, just facts. Right. Hey, Tom, thank you. I'm going to leave it right there because I want to grab a few other calls. A lot of people are hanging out here, but thank you. Uh, we're going to talk. I'm sure I'll be addressing this issue again as we get closer to the election. It'd always be good to hear from you. Let's go to Son uh, Sonora, Mexico. Maureen is listening to us there. Hi, Maureen. Hello, hello. Uh, first time caller uh, and relatively new listener. Great. Good to have uh, you. I, thank you. I worked um, in the city of Detroit for about mm, 20 years, and I did work in nursing homes doing evaluations. I was in one nursing home on Woodward Avenue and across the street was a boarded up closed nursing home. I saw the city of Detroit election uh, bureau workers who were easy to identify because their briefcases all said mm -hmm. city of Detroit election bureau, <laughs> uh, filling out cards, uh, voting for people who were not even there. Wow. So for Tom who said it doesn't happen, sorry, Bill, it does. I saw it with my own eyes. Hey, Maureen, thank you. I appreciate that contribution. We'll go to, how did you want to comment? I just want to say, I, I, on the one hand, Tom makes a good point. Prove it to me. That was my yeah. attitude. Yeah. Uh, but they did. I, it's been proven yeah. to me. Uh, Terry in Wheaton, Illinois. Good afternoon. Hi. Uh, I just wanted to let you know, in the 2020 election, my husband and I uh, wanted to vote early because we weren't really sure how things were going to go with the voting with Pritzker in charge. Mm -hmm. um, but my husband and I voted early at the county building and they kind of pushed us to the electronic voting machines. Well, I kept pushing the bottom um, candidate and the top one would light up. And What, what was I the bottom and why would the light, top one light up? Okay, Biden was Trump, okay. and the top was Biden. Okay, so you'd push Trump, so I, and Biden would light up. Yes, wow. and this, and I had to keep tapping to get it off, and it, this happened four or five times, and it kept happening down, you know, throughout the voting, and then when I um, got completely through, I got everybody that I wanted lit up. I submitted it and got my card and handed it in, and my husband did too. Um, well, we had a friend who um, works for the government, yeah. and he checked our voting, and it said that we never voted, my husband or I. But my one daughter said that, he said that she had voted for Trump, and the other one had voted for Biden. 
Interesting. Well, a couple of months ago, I asked my daughter, I says, please don't vote for Biden again. She says, Mom, I never voted. So well, to your point, Al, there you go. I mean, she's I mean these are actual stories. You know, it might only be three votes, but... You but know, it only takes one have... to sway an election. I know. A lot of elections have come down to that one final vote. Hey, Terry, thank you very much. And again, let me just put out a political disclaimer. This is a conversation about voting integrity. We're not endorsing uh, any candidate here. But I think it's an important conversation as Americans to have. You know, how... When you vote, you want your voice represented, right? You want to make sure that your vote counts. And uh, this is a disservice to every American. If what we're hearing is taking place not just in in Illinois, but in uh, counties and states all over the nation. I have to take a short pause. My gratitude to everyone who is on hold. I'm going to get you when I come back, okay? My guests, Al and Kathy Salvi, along with Carol Davis. Our conversation will continue right after this. Your news, the Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Your news now. Pray, hope, and don't worry. This is the Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. The Chaplet of Divine Mercy, coming up next. Yeah, it's about 10 minutes away. Let's pray for our country, right? Let's pray that we are a nation filled with virtuous peoples. Our founding fathers have warned we will only survive as a nation if we are a virtuous people. That's what's necessary for this uh, democratic republic of ours to to work. It's good to be with you today. I am in studio with uh, two people who have run for office. Alan Kathy Salvi are here. Carol Davis joins us as well. And... Uh, what is the, the uh, Carol, again, your, your, uh, your organization. I don't have it in front of me. Mine is Illinois um, Conservative Union, and the Illinois Election Integrity Program is just a program of okay. our organization. And we're, like I say, we're gotcha. working very closely with the national who's counting.us. Uh, lots of good things are happening, folks. So you need to get out and vote because there's a lot of really good work that's been going on for several years so turnout is everything, and every person's yes, vote counts no matter who you're voting for. Uh, let, let me, I want to hit one other point and then go back to the phones. A lot of people want to get in on the conversation. Um, with our open borders on the South, and we've had millions of migrants come in, there have been a number of gotaways. There is legislation being proposed in states around the country to let non citizens vote. Now, I just do not get that. Um, Al, Kathy, or Carol, I'll let you guys handle that. Um, how can that happen, and what kind of impact is that going to have on not only the upcoming election, but is this part of, let's say, the Democratic Party's um, desire not to solidify our border or to at least make it more secure? This president and this administration has an open border policy. Yes, they do. And what has brought in, it's brought in, death. It's underreported at the border. Uh, Our border, uh, it's a catch and release program. And uh, we now have an influx of millions of undocumented people hoping for the American dream. I don't blame the poor people who just want to have a better shot at life, right? But this is this administration's power play. That's what they're in for, to secure power by getting the undocumented uh, migrants and and, and undocumented people to uh, have elect, have a power at the election box. 
Right, well, Carol, do you have something to say to about say that? It's going to be a huge problem. Yes, it's going to be a huge, huge problem because um, too many states do not have in their election code that non-citizens cannot vote. And so we are working uh, nationwide on trying to find solutions. But I'm telling you, folks, this is a true fear that our the future of our nation may be determined by people who are not U.S. citizens. And um, I have some ideas on that that I think we're starting to work on. And Drew, anytime you want me to come back and talk more about this, as you know, I was the national director for FreedomWorks Election Protection Initiative and taught in every battleground state there is in 21 and 22. So I'm happy to expand on that further if you'd like. I'd love it. We're going to follow up. we got a lot of time between now and the election. I'm certainly going to be diving into this issue. If states continue to sit back and allow illegal immigrants to, to pour in, they say crime rates and taxes will continue to skyrocket. Carol, thank you. Let's go to the phones. Marianne is in San Antonio, Texas. She wants to sound off. Hi, uh, Marianne. You're on with Al and Kathy. Go ahead. Yes. Hi, Marianne. Go right ahead. We're well. Thank you. Thanks so Uh, much. I was calling about all these uh, different things that happened during the election. And uh, I just wanted to let y'all know that what's been happening recently with me in San Antonio is that I keep getting calls on my cell phone that say that they've noticed that I have not registered to vote, that I need to register now. And I've gotten numerous calls. I block them. I, de- I delete them. I block them. And they call from another from another area mm-hmm. with another area code. So that's something that uh, and I don't know if they're targeting seniors because I'm a senior. Well, but, thank you. Uh, Mary, you got to be careful because it could be a spam attack. It could be a way to get your personal information. So if you do have something like that and you're not familiar with it, just ignore it. There's other ways you can successfully register to vote. Register to vote if you haven't already, which I'm assuming you you may have. But thank you for joining us. I'm going to move along to Nick in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Nick, good afternoon. Hello, good afternoon. Uh, well, I live two doors away from a state senator. Mm-hmm. When she went to uh, when she went to bed on today, 2020, on the election day, she was up by 30 percent. Uh, when she came back, everything was closed. When she came back at 7 in the morning, she was down by 60%. Oh, my gosh. Point number one. That's 100%. Oh no no votes for tally. Point no, I have relatives that are actual politicians in Europe, in Spain, in Spain and France. Mm-hmm. Uh, they use the same Dominion computers, and the same thing is going on. Wow. They have a paper ballot system with IDs in, in Europe. However, the computer's logarithms will calculate whatever you want. The NGOs took to court, both in Spain and in France, the non-counted votes in excess of one million and a half or two million votes that were not tallied, and the courts refused, refused to see the case. So when the judge called and said, there's not been proven in court, it's only because it has to be admitted and they were not admitted. We're witnessing a takeover. The country in the U.S. is being taken over. It's a usurpation through an anthropological change. The same thing that uh, is taking place in Europe. This has not happened since Rome, since uh, since the entry of the Goths. Had you told the Roman in the year 300 
that in a hundred years there would not be a Rome, he would have laughed in your face. Yeah, this is what's going on right now. Okay, we're looking at the disassembly of the United States of America in our face, like we disassembled the Soviet Union 30 years ago. Yeah. This is very, very serious. Well, Nick, I share your and passion. It's going to be done. It's going to be done. Yeah. It's going to be done through votes. If not, if it doesn't get valid, let's pray it doesn't. Yeah, hey, Nick, thank you so much for your call. Love it. Please call back again. Join the conversation anytime. Love your insight and your eloquence. But it's such a great point. You know, I say, I, I watch the news, and I, I'll turn to my wife some some nights, Kathy, and now, and I'll, and I'll be like, it's almost like this is anti-American. Every single one of these policies that we see put into place are anti-energy. They're anti-God um, in a lot of respects. They're anti-life. They're open border. They're anti-national security. I mean, all these policies, as he says, it's as if, though, you want to destroy America. You want to make it weaker, right? And we have become weaker, I think, as a result of this. And as he points out, you know, you've been taken over from within. If somebody said to America, you know, you'll be nothing in 100 years, I would laugh. We're the greatest nation in the history of the world. So are the Romans. But you, you know, if we could, we have five more years of what we're seeing or 10 more years or 15 more years, I can't imagine what our children's children are going to have to say. I'll tell you, here's a sign of hope for me. Smile at somebody today. Give somebody <laughs> in under your roof a hug. There's n that doesn't cost a dime. Yeah. Take a walk with someone. Hold hands. You know, what the, where the rubber hits the road is you could drown out evil with an abundance of good. Amen. And no matter what party you vote for, and God bless Tom, I, lo I love that feistiness. Now, you're right. We need to deal with the facts, and the facts we've given our own personal witness experience. Yeah. And Carol, the same thing. But I think the, the, yeah. the, where, where the rubber meets the road is is extend yourself to somebody else who's suffering and, and love them. And to your point, there is hope. And that's why I do what I do here. I know that's what you do, um, because the battle's not over. Can't no. put our heads in the sand, no. right? That's why we had to vote. We got to call out right. indiscrepancies when we see them. Right. And we've got to do what we can to uh, to correct the wrong. And careful where you go to get the news. Now, right. I, your show today, it's really uh, lit a fire under a lot of us. And I think what you can do is just uh, become an informed voter and be careful where you get the news. But it's good to be skeptical like Tom. And uh, that's why it's good to hear these callers also to hear their, their personal testimony about their specific cases. And that's all work yeah. Kathy and I are doing. We're yeah. telling you what we actually experienced. Yeah, there was another uh, another caller here out of the Midwest who's run elections in his local area and was talking about one of his colleagues of mine casting a few hundred votes. So sure. we don't have time for the call. I'd no. love to have heard that. But I want to thank you both for thank what you're you. doing. I've got less than a minute. Any final thoughts from you? Happy Friday. All right. We're going into Lent. <laughs> Enjoy Al? good Lent. And be positive because this, this uh, battle for election yeah. integrity, nonpartisan battle, it's not over. Yeah, we'll do it again. I'll tell you what we can do to make a difference. We can pray. And we're going to do that when I return. We'll pray the Chaplet of Divine Mercy in just about a minute or two. So if you want to get in, feel free to join me. 888 914 9149. Or you can hit Maggie on our X platform. Send her a tweet.